You're listening to Legends Cast, a podcast about the cards, the meta, and the community of the Legends of Runeterra. This episode is brought to you by listeners like you. To become a supporter of the show, visit patreon.com slash legendscast. Let's do this. Hello and welcome to Legends Cast, a podcast about the legends of Runeterra. My name is Mark or the Lift from outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and with me tonight is my legendary and ever faithful co-host, Dead Broke Nerd. But also, tonight is episode number 50. And this is gonna be the most anticlimactic season two, episode 50 that there ever was because we both forgot that it was episode 50 until now am i right about that dbn yeah Yeah, i i didn't keep track of that uh at all whatsoever our lives Um, are bit guys we have stuff you know what maybe we'll do something cool for like 52 yeah i mean maybe we'll do something cool for like 55 maybe give us two weeks it's a fun number Yeah, we'll come up with something fun to do to celebrate our 50th episode that's not going to happen this week. Yeah, (laughs) well, like we were supposed to have, right? Like we were supposed to have someone from Riot on the show. Like that was the plan, right? Like I had a meeting with someone from Riot. We like set it all up. They were going to get us a person. And then that person never emailed me back. Um, Once again, ghosted by Riot for like the fifth time. Um, And so they were going to come on the show. The plan was either for the Affilios uh, release or for our episode 50 was when they were going to come on the show and they never came on. So really us not having anything special is riots fault. I mean, yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's yeah, let's blame it. That's right. Let's blame it on them and Mm -hmm. not our lack of keeping track of our own show. That's what we'll do. Email riot at riot.com. No, you could email media at media at riot.com and tell them Mm. uh, like the more people that email media at riot.com that says, get someone from riot on legends cast. Why does every other podcast get somebody? The more those emails come in, the more, and then I'm going to find out that like the person who was supposed to get back to me is like mother was ill or something. And and I'll feel like literally horrible. about Yeah. And, and yeah. And then we'll have to do a, a, public apology yeah. tour and everything tour, everything did you say a, a public tour? apology tour yes a, a tour. tour we have That's to right. go around guys there's so many <laughs> we'll people that listen to this show that we would have to do a tour <laughs> That's right. That's right. We'll have to do a public apology tour, you know, multiple news media outlets. All right. The image of uh, us doing a tour is very funny to me. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. So welcome to the most uneventful milestone episode that's ever been. To be fair, we technically hit episode 50 like 23 episodes ago because we had like 27 episodes of Legends cast before season two. But this is the official episode 50 of season two before we move on to like season three or maybe we'll skip a season and just start season four who knows just randomly yep hey season four here we go well, <laughs> what season three no no you know what we'll do we'll do one episode of season three and then we'll start season four at one episode but then keep going that's normal i think that's only fair i think that's only fair for a show like this just imagine imagine a show just that that was willing to just have that raw chaotic energy 
for their podcast where they're just like, yeah, screw it. We we don't even care. It's the, the inside joke is that we'll do anything. Yeah. Like, I mean, <laughs> guys, we'll run this thing into the ground and you can't even stop us. <laughs> we'll make this the most confusing thing to get into ever. <laughs> we have no problem with that. Um, really, really, that's where we are tonight um, for episode number 50. But there, and the other side of episode 50 is episode 50 hit at the perfect time for Sharima reveals, but there are none. <laughs> so we're, we're literally less than two weeks away from the next expansion in Legends of Ruterra coming out, and we have heard nothing, nada, zero, zilch. We know nothing. DBN, I was thinking the other day, if they release five mm. champions, which is likely, that's one more than they released with the Targon expansion for the base. And then they release three champions for, let's like five, so what, five champions and three champions for other regions, right? Which makes sense because then they would only release two for the next two releases, right? That means they have to release eight champions on an average, right? They were doing one champion every three days, which means they would need 24 days to spoil all of the various champions, the eight champions. We are less than 14 days away, and we have not seen a single champion yet. What does that even mean? Uh, I mean, I guess they kind of did that last time. Like, the last couple sets, they 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 kind of wait until the last minute to start doing previews and then have basically, like, a week of, like, massive hype, you know? Kind of. But I, the... I, I don't, see, I don't know if it's the most effective, like, avenue personally just as somebody like just as a card game fan i like more extended you know reveal seasons um and to me like i don't want to i don't want to pretend like i know better than riot's marketing team you know like i i don't want it but i just was just coming at this from the point of view of what i like and what i've seen and what gets me hyped you know and um I mean, I've played so many different games, both physical card games and digital ones, and nothing makes me think about, you know, decks and makes me log in to, you know, grind rewards and grind, you know, materials so I can craft stuff like a long, you know, you know, three to five week reviews, uh, like reveal season, you know, slowly getting more things and then talking about, oh, did you see that new card, this thing? You know, uh, that was a big thing with Hearthstone is that because, um, um, Gibbles and Bits and I uh, played it. Both of us played it, and we talk yeah, about it all the yeah, time. Yeah. Also, I but then I'd also like call up my dad and be like, "Oh, dad, did you see those three new cards previewed? What's that? Oh, you know, th look at this one. You know." And their reveal so, like, season, like it would be like a slow drip for like a month and a half. Yeah, yeah, and I loved that. I mean, there's a lot of things about Hearthstone I, I didn't like, but I never, I loved the way that their reveal season would work. Like you'd get all in, and also you know that's the thing that like Tesla did this too, where it would be really nice to get content creators you know people to check out new content creators they hadn't seen before and get connected with them because you know all the different podcasts all the different uh streamers and whatever would get a card to review and when you have a big set of a couple hundred cards you can fit a lot of people in yeah you know oh, and yeah. and yeah the yeah, there's sometimes some picking and choosing smaller sets didn't always work out well because they would play favorites a little bit more but you know, regardless, like that was always a really cool thing to get to have. And, and you, you know, I loved doing card reveals for Tesla and we did one, I think, uh, on the podcast or maybe we did two. 
But um, and that was always just such a fun, fun thing to have. And then, of course, quite frankly, I just got to wonder how much I got to. I just want to see their their metrics on this. Like, is it a fact that like they have numbers that say, hey, like, you know, we're not actually going to pull that many people interested parties in. So we're not really going to worry about marketing this. We're not really going to worry about promoting or is it something where, you know, they are focusing on other things? Because if they're focusing on other things for the game, so be it. You know, I, I'm. It's, it's not a. That's their choice to make. But I just gotta wonder, like, how many more people could be getting invested and involved in this game, and also how many more people that are already like in the game, they've played a bit and they're thinking about coming back. Maybe they're the kinds of people that don't log in every day, maybe log in once a week and see what's new. How many of those people they'd get hooked to, and to actually stick around and stay invested and maybe drop some money on the expansions and stuff if they hyped it up a bit more? Especially because you have all of these League of Legends players, right? And you are releasing some of their favorite champions, right? There's a lot of Azir players out there. Like, there's a lot of, I don't know, like, there's been other things that have been spoiled. Like, we know that we almost guarantee, right, that Azir is coming out. I don't think that's a spoiler. If you know anything about anything, you know that Azir is, like, the king of the the, the next expansion, whatever, right? So, you know, like, but it would, it would draw new players in, right? Like, oh, my gosh, like, my new champion is becoming a card. Maybe I should check out this game, and I'm kind of surprised they're not doing that. Like, at this point, we're almost to, like, a champion every day. Like, and that's kind of wild to me. Like, before a champion, even, like, in the smaller expansions, like, they were only releasing 10 champions or three champions. So, like, they would they would still release one every three days, right? And, and then it would just take nine days. Like, it would be up to the end, but it would only be nine days because there's three champions. But there's got to be a lot more than three champions in this set, right? We've got to be getting at least four or five for the new region. We've got to be getting at least two or three for additional regions. Let's say even at the small number, four and two. Like, we're still looking at six champions, right? We're still looking, what, six times three, 18? We're still under the 18-day mark. We're less than the 14-day mark as of recording this from when this is coming out. We don't even have a trailer. We don't even have a promo. We don't even have a region road. We don't have nothing. We I, we know nothing about what's coming out next. And I am I'm blown away by that. I, 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 I it's, it's hard for me to believe that they have not released anything. I feel like Bilgewater had five times the hype coming up to it. I mean, that was the official release of the game too, right? It was out of beta. That's yeah. un, that's unfair. That's unfair of me. But still. Well, let's compare it to Targon though, because that's a that's a fair comparison. Call the mountain. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, I can't even remember. <laughs> well, <laughs> it was only like a little over a week. It was like ten days where they had previews, and part of that really? was because of the way. Yeah, it really wasn't. If I'm remembering correctly, it really wasn't that much of a rollout. Like it might have been like, it might have been like two weeks max, but it really wasn't much. Plus, uh, I, I'm kind of I'm going off the assumption that they're going to be doing the release schedule similar to how they did Call of the Mountain because they haven't announced that they're going to change that. Am I correct on that? Like they're going to break it up into thirds again? Yeah, I think they're going to, which is why I said like four and th four and two or four and three, right? So like four mm -hmm. four Sharima champs. But if you think about it, like there's more champs in each region now, so they have to release more. Yeah, are they? But are they going to release champs for the other regions? Or are they like in this set? Yeah. Has that been confirmed? Yes. So there's one champion 
for every region and then there's Serima champions a big right. a big glut of champions for the new region right because sure. they're releasing the new region and then there's one champion for each existing region including targon by the way so we did actually see that confirmed on twitter targon's Which champion surprises was surprises me yeah it's not affilios there's going to be another targon champion and i saw some rumors i guess about a champion that doesn't because there's been no voice lines like there's been some voice lines discovered right i'm not going to spoil that but there's been some voice lines i guess there was no targon champion voice lines discovered but i guess there's like a mute targon champion or something and so, and so people were saying uh, it, it must be I the one know. that has no voice lines. I, I have, no, I don't, I have no idea. I don't know enough about the lore to to have any idea. But yeah, yeah, me neither. There's that. So, yeah. yeah. So, so I, I, I don't know. I don't know, right? But I, I guess that people are kind of like, yeah, we're we're gonna get we're gonna get one for each region, and then we're gonna get a bunch of uh, a bunch of ones for the new region as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I obviously we're probably gonna get Azir because that's one everybody keeps talking about, and from what little research i've done uh for our uh <laughs> D game set in runeterra i i need to understand that the is a pretty big deal in the lore so uh, that'll yeah, be cool absolutely. there's you know i there's a bunch of different uh you know characters that i'm not familiar with um but uh i do really enjoy like desert themed stuff in general uh, just from a aesthetic, I enjoy it. So I'm looking forward to that for sure. I'm going to be excited to know to start to learn what their like region identity is, because Targon is a is neat. See, here's the thing: Targon, I really liked Targon mechanically, but I didn't really care for the Fair. the flavor, like the 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 aesthetic of Targon was just a little too uh, clean i guess i like it was it didn't it wasn't as like uh it was very like spacey trippy you know kind of vibes and i don't know um i was kind of like ready for something for something different that's why i really like noxus it's very you know gritty and grounded and you know uh uh kind of roman imperialistic kind of uh conquest and whatnot I was like, that's pretty cool. Bilgewater, it's just the grimy sailors on the docks and stuff. Basically, what I'm getting at is I like me some more grimdark uh, influences <laughs> in the aesthetic. Fair, so I'm fair. hoping we'll get some really sick, cool uh, champs and stuff that, that will have a, a different flavor visually. Yeah, I, I, I do too. I, I feel like we're going to get artwork that's very similar to what we've had. Maybe I could be wrong about that, but uh, I don't know. I I could be wrong about that. So I I just look back. So the first release of information for Targon came out on their Twitter account on August tenth, and then the when it released, it said, "Behold the majesty of Targon." Play the new expansion, Call the Mountain, mm -hmm. tomorrow. Um, Call the Mountain came out on August six twenty sixth. So that was sixteen days from the trailer for Targon on August the 10th, which came out on their Twitter on August the 10th. And then we had a reveal season revealing, you know, Lo Nocturne, Trundle, Lulu, uh, Leona, Tarek, Asol, all of those things. So sick. it took 16 days from the, they, they did a, a tweet, what or who do you see in the stars? Keep an eye out for the constellations to be revealed, right? And so we got that little bit of information on August 10th. And then 16 days later, 
we got the expansion. And then uh, we did get Tarek August 12th. So that was August 12th. So that was 14 days. So like basically they started showing us champions two weeks before. And today does mark two weeks before March 3rd when we're supposed to be getting this stuff. So this is officially a later start to read. It's not much later. You're right. It's not much later. But this is by at least a handful of hours or two days, depending on how you look at it. If you were looking for like a, a teaser trailer. Um, we are officially over, you know, we're, we're, we're due, right? Like it, they did this already for target. It's lasted, it's waited longer. And, and I think the reveal season for Bilgewater was even longer than target, which do you think that there's like, do you think that they're showing like that, that they're just going to do shorter and shorter reveal seasons? Cause that's a little strange to me. I, I can't put my finger on what, what they're doing. And I, and I, I just won't keep wanting to say like so many other things of this game where you just kind of put your faith in the team and they've generally done a really good job. They have. I want to say that I want to say, you know what? I'm not a, an expert. I mean, yeah, I do have a, a bit of a marketing background, but I'm certainly not getting paid big bucks at riot. You know, yeah, sure, they, they've sure. got to have a plan. There's no way riot doesn't have a plan. You know, There's for how they want to push this. There's a reason. We just don't know what it is. And what it is is that the reason why we're getting this these flags, these red flags, is because it's so different from what appears to work for other games. It, yeah. I don't, I, I, it, because it, we don't know that it works. We don't know that Hearthstone's huge drawn-out reveal season and fancy promo trailer stuff. We don't know that that works. Only they know. Yeah, and when you listen to the you know angry, I mean? if you listen to the angry chicken back in the day, which I did a long time ago, like they they did consistently say that they thought the reveal season was so long that the hype died by the time it came out, right? Like, and that was one of their problems with it. That was like the it was, it, and I, I think there's two takes to that, right? There's like, come on, like you got to build some hype over this thing, and then I think there is also room to say. Like, okay, this has gone on too long. I'm not even excited about this anymore because I've been waiting so long to play with these cards that I was excited about. I mean, does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I feel like there's, there's, a, a, there's balance. a healthy balance. There, there really is. You have to find that, that um, you know, you don't want it to be too long. And you also, I, th I am actually a huge fan of uh, them not revealing everything. I really like there still being some cards that aren't revealed for day of that's something that like yeah, you hearthstone and tesla did hearthstone and tesla did a couple times but not all the time like hearthstone used to preview literally everything yes um and then if i remember correctly one expansion i i could be wrong on this so don't quote me i know tesla did it i think hearthstone did it um but yeah no i think that they Ooh. they had one where like they there was a, so, like a handful of cards still left kind of unpreviewed and so when you booted up the game start open packs you're like whoa i didn't know this one was a thing um that's so really cool I, yeah and i think actually lol did that or not lol lor did that for um uh bilgewater if i remember correctly there were still some cards that didn't get previewed there they did it for target too but so this is what lor does right they spoil 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 and then the day before they release the patch notes and you technically can usually see every card that's going to be revealed the day before, and then you and then you get them, 
you know, like 12 or 24 hours later or something like that. And so, um, you, I, 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 I think that you're right, DBN. I think that there are, at least for the bigger expansions, at least a few cards. Now, with the champion expansion with Aphilios, that wasn't the case. They showed us every card with Aphilios, right? But with some of the bigger expansion drops, they didn't. Um, any, anyway, but, but all of that to said, like, we wish that we were talking about new cards today. We're not going to be talking about new cards today. We're going to be talking about some quality of life updates. Um, yeah. but we also have <laughs> a couple of announcements to, to, to go through a couple of things that are going on. We actually recorded last week and our recording sounded like you were talking through a, a fan or a, a robot last week i have no idea what happened but it screwed up so we couldn't use it so you only got part of the episode dbn um i literally just opened right now the league signups for the legends cast discord league um well i guess we were supposed to open them earlier today and i forgot to post it because i was too my day was too full of stuff to do um but i just posted it so tell us about the discord league because that's getting going yeah so uh we have the uh discord league season three i did announce it uh last week but it was part of the stuff that got unfortunately erased but i had announced it the week before in great detail so you guys can check out episode 48 if you really want to go and listen to the details on it but if you do not don't worry that's because we have all the information you need in our discord channel so you'll get signed up uh for the legends cast discord league season three uh, by going to our Discord and popping down, we have an entire tab section called uh, LC Discord League. Go to League General, uh, and you'll see that there is the information pinned to the top and the pinned messages. And currently, it is uh, there's the form for you guys to sign up. You should be able to find that in League Signups uh, as well. Uh, so there's plenty of information there. Uh, like we talked about, the winner of Discord League is going to be able to win, I believe, $75 uh, prize money. You'll get a uh, either a pint glass or a hat, depending on mm -hmm. uh, the mm -hmm. choice of the winner. And then you'll also get an invitation to come on the show and be interviewed by us. I know that may not sound that exciting, but uh, it's exciting for us. We we really Super have enjoyed exciting. having our last two uh, last two winners uh, come on, and and I've actually kind of I feel like we've kind of learned a little bit about their their thought processes, and they've kind of broken down you know, how they won the league, because that's the thing about the way that we're running the league is um, it's not single elimination. You're going to get to play one match every single week. Uh, and so you really have, just because you lose that first round, you totally have a chance to come back and, uh, and make it into the top eight and potentially work your way all the way up uh, to the finals. In fact, um, our last, uh, our last winner, uh, got uh, lost in the first round of the double elimination bracket and climbed back and managed to uh, to win in the uh, uh, in the finals again, the grand finals. So all that to say, it's a really fun format, really fun uh, event that is intended to be bringing the community together and also allow people to play competitively in small doses. <laughs> um, so hopefully you guys will check it out. Hopefully you guys will enjoy it. And uh, the signups are up now. And I believe that they're going to be closing on the third. Yeah, like the, no, the day before. That it comes so the, the, the second, or the second, I guess. Okay. Yeah, so the second, because on the third, the pa first pairings uh, will be going out. Uh, and that is going to be for the uh, supposedly the, the same day that the set launches, unless something gets delayed for some unforeseeable reason. Um, and then you'll have a week and a half for that first round. And then for each round after that, you'll have 
uh, one week to complete your matches. You'll be able to go in every time to the uh, League General. They'll post up the new pairings for that week. You'll be able to message your uh, opponent, chat with them. Uh, and I do recommend you guys uh, play the game and then, you know, you don't have to listen to me, but I love to hear that players are chatting about the game, having fun, congratulating each other. I don't think I have to say anything because I haven't had to so far, but I'm just letting you guys know who are new potentially that it's one of the best things that has built our community uh, to where it is and to the friendship and the camaraderie. I mean, so much more than ever before we're seeing players going in and jumping into games uh, in our, um, you know, inside the discord and, and, you know, coaching each other and giving feedback and looking at decks together and playing friendly matches. And I think that, you know, in many ways that was because of the friendships and the connections made uh, just by chatting up their opponent before and after the game. So hopefully you guys uh, will enjoy that side of it too. Absolutely. And um, yeah, so there's, uh, there's all of that stuff going on with the Legends Cast Discord League. Really, really exciting stuff. Um, on another side that's completely different with the Legends Cast, um, we contacted a guy about doing a t-shirt for us. We've had a couple of people who've reached out and been like, I would so buy a piece of merch, which is so weird to me because I can understand why I would wear a piece of merch with my own disc, like with my own podcast on it, because I think it's super cool. But I don't understand why you would. Um, but I, but I love that you would. So that's really cool. So uh, people have said like we would so buy a pint glass or stuff. We can't do that right away, but we figured we would sort of fish out there and see if there's much interest, like legitimate interest. And so we're going to do a T-shirt. So there's going to be a Legends Cast T-shirt. It's probably going to be black and white. I think is the plan or like a black and silver yep. even. Um, and uh, and so what we're going to do, though, it's going to be like a Kickstarter pre-order system. So you're going to be able to log on to the website, which we'll post in our Discord. And also once it's out there, we'll probably launch it on the same day that an episode launches and we'll open up the website. You'll be able to go on there and pre-order once it closes. It'll take a couple of weeks to get the shirts printed and then our printer will ship them to you and you'll be able to get one. We're going to do like a really nice sort of like good shirt because we don't we don't really want you to buy a Legend Cast shirt that you're like, oh, I wore this once, but then it shrunk and it's garbage. And so I'm never going to wear it again. We want to get you like a decent shirt. So it's, it's not going to be like the cheapest shirt in the world because, you know, we can't do a thousand prints or whatever. Um, but if you're, if you're interested in it, um, you know, I think we have to do like 12, at least if we don't do 12, you know, we only do like eight or 10 or whatever, like we'll buy a couple and, uh, and give them away as prizes um, for the show. But yeah, so we're going to be doing t-shirts coming up, which is really exciting. Yeah. And honestly, honestly, just from the head count I've got, and I have no no concerns about us hitting twelve. I, uh, yeah, but <laughs> I think we'll I think we'll sell at least twelve. Uh, but not, but nonetheless, what it is is it's a good benchmark for us to gauge interest for things like that in the future. Yeah, like a um, hat or and a mug or something. Exactly. And so, if you're interested in that, um, don't you know we're gonna announce it. Obviously the best place to find all that stuff is going to be in the discord. But once it's up and running, I think we'll probably end up posting in the show notes. I imagine. Oh um, yes. Yeah. 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 Just, uh, but yeah, obviously, um, you know, if you want something fun for your favorite, uh, LOR podcast, um, then, uh, that would be a great thing to, uh, to check out because, you know, hopefully with it just being a t-shirt, you know, even though it's, it's that it's, it's definitely going to be, uh, something that should be in the realm of affordability and stuff. That's why we didn't go with something huge like a hoodie or something like that. We wanted it to, to be something that everybody who wanted to get on in on it, you know, feasibly can. Yeah, I think uh, the shirt's like twenty bucks or something like that. Yeah, like, it's, it's not. It's outright. totally. It's like a really yeah, good shirt. It's not. Yeah. So, and I, I actually we had the mockups. It's just our simple Legends Cast design, but uh, 
it looks really cool and I want one bad. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it does look good. Um, yeah. and, and the guys, the reason we're able to do the, the, the thing like, so just so you know, like we're, this merch makes us no money. Like we, we don't make any money. Yeah. Off we're not we prop. Can, we're it's just strictly just for, going to you, you guys to get one. Yeah, yeah. It's just for you because people have mentioned it. Like if we wanted to sell them for enough for us to make money, like you wouldn't want to buy one. And so, um, we're not making any money. It's it's not really supporting anything unless like a crazy amount sell. Like that's the only way that we make any money off of it. And I don't I don't imagine that happening. So um, so yeah, so the, the shirt's coming up. But this all happens because of our, our support over at Patreon. Um, we did have someone new named I think it was Chris who supported us over at Patreon. Mm-hmm. Yep, Chris. Yeah, Chris. Um, I mentioned him last week at the beginning of the show, but thank you, Chris, for supporting us. If you want to support us on Patreon, go to patreon.com slash legendscast or go to the link in the show description. And uh, and it'll take you over to the legends, uh, the Legends Cast Patreon page. Uh, you know, give us uh, give us twenty five cents an episode or a dollar an episode. You know, buck four bucks a month, something like that. It also gives you access, no matter how much you pledge, um, to get access to the Mulligan, which would usually be coming out today, but because of just pure exhaustion on both mine and DBN's part, because I've been I've been it's currently. 11 o'clock at night and i've been working since 7 30 this morning um like and dbn's tired as well we're gonna do an episode of the mulligan like later this month instead of now so you might get like back-to-back episodes or something we'll see but we typically put out like an episode of the mulligan every other week which is just something that doesn't involve lor that we want to talk about and we do like a 20 minute show on it and then we release it just to our patrons you get access to that next week we're also going to pull one of the names from the patreon supporters to give away a, a pint glass as well and so you also get put in the drawing to win a pint glass each month which is also very exciting so both of those things uh can happen by you becoming a patron over at patreon.com slash legendscast so consider going over there and giving us some support if you see value in what we're doing you can give value back um right now we're going to jump into our short topic which is the thing that we wanted to talk about last week and uh we could say that we talked about it although we definitely didn't um because last week got ruined so no one would know um but we're gonna go ahead and jump in to i'm gonna give it over to dbn for that's the, right yeah, for the deck name game showtime all right so deck name game is a little segment we do just to have fun with the people in our uh discord channel everybody's always coming up with some really cool fun decks and we have always enjoyed uh, you know, looking at those and sharing some of the fun, usually goofy concepts that people like to uh, to post. And one of my favorite things is to see what kind of crazy pun names that people come up with, because that's what I do for my own decks. Uh, and so a while back, we came up with our deck name game, which we'll do about once a month. Uh, there's a lot of really good submissions uh, this week. And, and really two good. things we judge, we judge uh, the name itself pretty heavily as like the first, you know, element. And then we also judge how well the deck implements uh, that name uh, we're not quite going full food network here uh, but presentation does matter uh, some really really fun uh, <laughs> some really really fun uh, entries uh, this week from people we've got uh, entries from Iben 64 and Vroser Jeff bones gibbles and bits six summit red monster we had so many and tower hat shaman we had so many awesome entries I wish we could literally just call them all out, but we don't have time for that. Um, and so I have selected that my my favorite, because most of the time Mark's like, Ian, pick your favorite. So uh, my favorite, the winner of this uh, month's deck name game 
is going to go to Tower Hat Shaman with his To Kill a Frosting Bird. (laughs) I I absolutely love the name. uh, And I also love it because it's a Rekindler uh anivia deck and that what i seriously have like have a version of this and now all of a sudden i'm like hating myself for for not having that name <laughs> to kill a frost to kill bird. to kill a frosty bird now tower hats list is a little bit different um now I, I do think that there's probably a build somewhere running around uh that uh is very similar to this uh, I don't know if the the conventional build that's that's being run right now is using Maokai, um, but this was submitted like uh, over a week ago. So I know that in the time since um, uh, Rekindler Anivia with Gluttony uh, has become a little bit popular on the ladder uh, and has made it actually into some some tier lists and stuff like that. Uh, but uh, but Tower Hat is using a uh, Maokai build as well. Uh, with some dead bloom wanderers and thorny toads, looks like for a little bit of life healing and an alternate wind condition. So just some really cool stuff in here. And and quite frankly, uh, you you guys can go and f- look at the list and find it down there. But to kill a frosting bird, just I seriously kind of almost did a spit take when I first saw that because I was like, this is absolutely <laughs> perfect. Yeah, it is a really good name. Um, in the uh the deck code, if you're not part of our Discord, which you should be, you should join our Discord. Um, but the the deck code will be in the show description. And I have an honorable mention. I, I think that the to kill a frosting bird is definitely the winner. It's really a funny name. Um, but my honorable mention comes from Gibbles and Bits. His deck is a gangplank Sejuani deck, but more importantly, it plays Monkey Idol and Powder Pandemonium, which is a new card that gives uh, <laughs> things vulnerable and summons Powder Monkeys. And yeah. it is named Not You, We Named the Monkey Jack. Not You, We, we Named, named the, monkey. the Monkey Jack. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is, of course, a shout out to Pirates of the Caribbean 1. Um, one movie. of my favorite movies, one of my wife's favorite movies. Uh, we don't watch it often enough. Let's just say that. Um, and yeah. so, uh, honestly, it, it just became my honorable mention because I love, I love the name of it. Not You, We Named the Monkey Jack. And I love Powder Monkeys right now because even... In our Dungeons and Dragons campaign, which you can join, if you join the Legends Cast Discord League, go to uh, the the role assignment page. What's it called? Role. Yep. Role reaction or reaction rules page, um, and you get the D and D role. You can actually create a character and join our D and D games. Um, I am playing an Ionian monk that spent some time in Bilgewater and has a powder monkey. And so, because of that, it like spoke to my heart, and I was like, "No, this needs an, <laughs> this needs an honorable mention." And it has Sejuani in it, so it needs that as well. Yeah, pretty pretty sick. Jagged Taskmaster in there too. Love to see it. Love to see it. Yeah uh yeah oh yeah for sure so okay we were gonna jump over and do main segment but then i forgot about some of the stuff we were gonna talk about in opening conversation um two of the things one i crafted my first prismatic champion this week oh like you you manually crafted yeah i got 700 gems and crafted my first prismatic champion which one was okay it? am i am i intended to guess yeah well, which one do you think 
it has to be Ash. Yeah, right? it, it was Ash. It was Ash. Yeah. Yeah. I, See, like, I know my co-host. Yeah. Okay, everybody, just just take it. Take a minute to understand here, what he happened knows. here. He knows. Uh, I've we've been doing this for quite a while, and and so when put to the test, I came through. Yeah, he came through. All right. Uh, absolutely. And so we did it on stream. We did it on stream, and the the, the streamers loved it. We also had a six win run today, and in the seventh game, I misunderstood how uh, armored tusk rider works. Um, so mm, I thought I thought he could not take any damage from anything that was less than four, and it's just creature damage. So I I yeah. it, so I'm at the end. I'm playing a PNZ deck that was running Ezreal, and so I I was up against an armored tusk rider. It attacked me and killed me, and in my hand was three pieces of removal that all could have pinged away armored tusk rider, but I didn't realize that I could use any of it because I thought that he ignored uh. all damage that was four less and in my hand i had a, a a leveled up death ray that was up to three i had a uh, arcane shot uh and i also had our mystic shot and then i also had um a uh, get it not get excited what's the other one the four mana deal three but it cost two so, uh get uh gotcha gotcha I had, I had those three cards in hand and i could have removed it and i surrendered in my game seven I surrendered Oof. in my game seven to it, and only after I surrendered did my chat remind me of the fact that I misunderstood that card. Ooh, ouch town population you, bro. Yeah, bro. Uh, it was not good. But in addition to that, you and I both actually checked out Lab of Legends this week. So before yeah. we go to our, what will probably be like a brief main segment, but before we jump to our yeah. main segment, what did you think about Lab of Legends? Because a lot of people have really, really liked it. There, I mean, there's been so much hype around Lab of Legends. Yeah, so let me start by saying uh, I did play it, and I'll talk about that in a second. But I actually had dinner with my parents, uh, I guess, a couple nights ago. And I was uh, actually chatting with my dad about Runeterra. And uh, now he's he's a very busy guy. He's got a lot on his plate. Uh, and he's also actually been getting hooked on uh, the Fantasy Flight um, uh shoot what's it lord of the rings oh i kept oh yeah yeah so yes. it's so fun when we've played a bunch of that you know we play that for a long time um but uh he got a couple new expansions has been trying to like run them solo and see oh, if he can beat yeah. them solo's fun so too. so he's been enjoying that but uh so he's been kind of playing more of that but he even admitted to me he's like you know i i haven't been as uh into lor recently just kind of waiting on the next expansion you know waiting to get some new toys to play with and stuff like that uh, he, you know, he wasn't a huge, uh, Targon's not his favorite region. So Aphelios kind of, he was like, eh, you know, but, um, but I told him, I said, have you checked out uh, lab of legends? And he's like, what's that? I was like, Oh dad, <laughs> you're, uh, you, I'm surprised you haven't heard of it, but I guess because we talked about it last week, it got cut off. Um, I was like, you've got to check this out. And I started explaining to him. He's like, Oh my gosh. I, he's like, I've got to get into this because as he brought up, that was his favorite game mode in Hearthstone. He loved playing the solo game modes and stuff like that. And uh, that's really the best comparison I have is because those solo game modes, that's what this is based on, ultimately. Like the bra um, the brawls specifically from Hearthstone? Is that no, 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 no. The, the, they had solo game modes in Hearthstone that would come out with some of the later expansions where you would literally oh, do yes. what you did here where you're like, playing against a, a ladder of enemies and picking up buffs to your cards and new cards to switch in and passive abilities and stuff. And, uh, and that's exactly what this is. And, and so what it, what I tell you guys, this little tidbit 
about my dad to stress a point, which is Lab of Legends is probably the most important thing to have come into this game probably probably since like Bilgewater. Because what it does is, is it offers a way to play uh, for members of the community and, and people that are less interested in the competitive PvP side of things, but love the core game mechanics, love the flavor, love the cards, right? There are people, you know, that like collecting cards. They like seeing how the interactions work. They like uh, building decks, but whether through a, a factor of time, ladder anxiety, you know, or quite frankly, for me, a lot of times when I get home after a long day of work, the last thing I want to do is be more stressed by trying to play other people and, you know, perform at a high level. Part of that is my own issues because I really, if I'm going to do something, I want to do it at a high level. And I hate kind of doing something casually. I mean, <laughs> you know, that's just who I am. Uh, sure. Yeah, but, you want to be uh, able to compete, right? I'm a, I'm definitely a competitor, and so it's like if I'm in competitive mode, great. If I'm not there, but them adding this fleshed out, and it can still has room for improvement. And they've even said we want to keep doing stuff with Lab of Legends, partly because of the reaction. But it is going to attract an entirely different type of player who might otherwise check out from the game, and keep them invested, keep them logging in, keep them maybe even spending some money on cosmetics because you still get to use those in Lab of Legends, at least maybe not the board, but you get to use your Guardian and your card back, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You. Uh, I know you don't get the board. I can't remember about Guardian or card back. I, I, I played some. You probably do, but I don't know. I can't remember 100%. I know the board Regardless. gets swapped out. The cool part is, is you actually get to experience the music and thematics of some boards that you don't own. I was going to I was going to say that. That was that's so brilliant on their part is to yep. get to allow you to switch around boards and see all the boards that you can potentially buy. Yeah. It's it's really smart. Speaking of uh, I I bought <laughs> I bought the new one, the Festival of the Bull one because of the oh, music. Yeah, the music's yeah. really good. Um I ended up buying that one. So I picked up that in the MF card back, the new MF card back. I think that yeah, that yeah, one's yeah. Okay, really, that really one's good. good. I mean, I just was still am, am loving. I mean, people miss this discussion, but I really we talked about last week how cool the bull one was and it how it is really cool. Yeah, it's it's like, really good. The the card back is just so pretty and well designed, and you know, there's definitely some of the card backs I feel like they make that are a little too busy. Um, and I'm also someone who's not a huge fan of seeing like a character on a card back. That's just me personally, because I'm like, well, I'm only going to ever play it if I have that character. Sure. That's how I think about things. So, um, but yeah, no, uh, lab of legends. I mean, did you stream it? So like, did you, did you stream yeah. it? Because that's gotta be a really fun thing to stream. potentially. It is. So what I do is every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, right now I get on and we draft a deck. We run a full expedition. And then depending on how it ends, if we get to seven wins, of course we're done. If we lose three times, as long as that wasn't too quickly, um, we go and play lab of legends. So, uh, so we've played through, I've like four of them, three or four of the lab of legends, uh, things now. Um, mm -hmm. and, actually three because we were going to play through one today but it was it's not working right now it's like it the labs are down you can't queue for labs right now because they're getting ready to release a new one um i guess they're getting ready from getting rid of like quick draw and they're adding they're adding something new and they're making some adjustment to lab of legends 
it mm. is it's it's really fun i will say this the boring part about lab of legends is when you get something that's completely bonkers it's like oh it's just i just have to run through all of these computer games now right because there are combos that are crazy like i got early on i early on i got ephemerals the the zed that summons an ephemeral copy of himself so basically mm -hmm. every turn three i played a zed and leveled him up and i, I like i just crushed the whole bracket yeah, because of so, that so well and i'm sure that that's possible i will say like there is some fun to just crushing that's true too like and, and like doing it in a really dramatic fashion it's just i would say it's it was more fun when i crushed on the last couple of matches it wasn't as fun whenever i got that on like match two or match three and then i crushed mm. the whole length of it because it was just like oh uh mulligan for zed get zed win the game mulligan for zed get zed win the game whenever it was like yeah. some of the other ones that i've played like they were they were a little bit nail bitey and then at the end i like kind of assembled the combo of abilities on my champions and on my cards that was just like oh like this is incredible <laughs> like my riven game like when i played riven at the end it was like uh, it was just crazy. It was like every round I was rallying and summoning, summoning like a, a sapling and like my rhythms were going off like crazy and they were discounted and buffed. And like, that was super cool. That was super, super cool. But it it came together at the end that made it the coolest. That's my only yeah. critique. And that's, let me just be clear. That's small. I love Lap of Legends. I think it's really, really cool. Um, it is so unique and I did not play the Kobolds and Catacombs expansion for Hearthstone. So I don't know how alike or unlike it is to that. But for me, this is unique to every card game I've ever played. I've never played anything like this in a card game. Well, it, it, it definitely, I, I can't, as someone who did, I can't say that this is original because it's not, but it's definitely a, doesn't matter. Like, you know, uh the, the the bottom line is with with anything I, I was gonna say with gaming but with anything when you're designing a game or writing a book or or you know making a DD &D character or or whatever you want to do okay designing a marketing campaign at work it doesn't matter you look at things that other people have done and you try to pull in as many of the things that have worked from other people it's not there's nothing there's no shame in that and riot you know? is like the king of that right like if you look at right. all right takes products, what works and puts their own spin on it and does it better like that's their thing like i just want to take what everyone else has done and if it's looked like it's successful okay how can we just improve on it they don't really create original products they improve on existing things right um and so in this case that's it's totally fine because what they have is a a unique and you know um successful and mechanically interested game and then they can take the structure of this other game mode slap it on what they have and it can be another enjoyable way to play um i really enjoyed because i i played a um a brahm run recently oh, of course you did now, of un course unfortunately unfortunately i did lose actually oh, right no. on the last on the boss yeah yeah no i uh i unfortunately in the last two games i was against uh pnz as the uh -huh. computer faction and uh or the last three games so that the third uh faction i played against and uh despite having brahm uh reduced uh to two mana 
and having a permanent plus two plus two. Wow. Uh, despite that, I proceeded in the last two games not to draw him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and oh, okay, I got okay. smorked down by a bunch of uh, discard aggro one yeah. ones, and there was no real healing in that list, unfortunately. So I went into the I, I went into the very last match against Victor at three health, and, uh, and almost won <laughs> still, but uh, I could not do anything about that last ballistic bot. And it's ignition. Oh no! Very sad. Very That's sad. That's bad. You gotta go uh, but, back but, and do it again. But it was, yeah. I'll go back, do it again. I'll, I'll probably draft just a couple more ones and twos, so I don't brick my hand, and then I'll be fine. You know, it's, it is kind of a interesting blend of like it's pseudo draft, you know, but kind of draft. It's, yeah. It's, it's like it's pseudo draft. Yeah. Really interesting game mode. Obviously, you know, you get to do some really bonkers things you can't do otherwise. Modifying cards. Uh, oh, you! I probably did this brought the loss onto myself because I did also invest in slot bots, just for oh, the memes. Yes, you you and, did bring the loss. You deserved it. Uh, but not gonna lie, I had that passive where you get a plus one uh, every time you draw a card. Oh, so okay. So so I got the it's a, but it only lasts for for the round, right? So the first round that was the passive I picked. You get all of your characters you get plus one uh after drawing after you draw a card so then i had brahm but then i also picked up twisted fate and slot bots uh-huh and then in like round four or five or six or something i think it was like four or five i got the passive where uh it was basically like was it out of the way where like all, all of your buffs last <laughs> forever uh, nice so it's so it's slot bots on the board and like i was using like the uh what is it the one that the new card that imp improvement or whatever innovative improvement or whatever to get uh -huh. extra copies i'd put them all down they'd get a buff every time i drew a card and that buff would stay and then they'd rearrange them it was the funniest thing never mind you did something amazing you did something <laughs> that's amazing. right it I, I did something right it was amazing and it i was it was cool. I said something really unfair. Cool. I said Riot doesn't do anything unique. They just take what other people done and improve on it. That's true for the most part. But they have also created a board game called Mechs versus Minions that is very innovative and super incredible. Like, it's so much fun. Their Mechs versus Minions board game is incredible. So if you're ever looking for a good board game, I think it's like 80 bucks, which may seem expensive for a board game, but not for what you're getting. It's like the most like deluxely produced board game for 80 bucks that I've ever seen. It's incredible. Max versus minions. Speaking, speaking of board games, actually you're, are you like red Raven? Games, Love right? red Raven games. Yes. I actually, uh, um, uh, bought one. Which one did you uh, buy? So, well, so, um, my girlfriend and I were in, um, uh, uh, Barnes and Noble actually. Uh, -huh. uh and we're looking around, and uh, went over to the, like the board game section. Now Barnes and Noble, it's interesting, has kind of started to actually stock good games. Yeah, it's really um, just a Lego and board game store now. It doesn't actually sell books anymore. It's just Legos. Well, and board at least games. not to me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> they don't. I don't. They don't. I don't buy books from them. <laughs> but no. Um, yeah. So they. Uh, so I was looking around some really good stuff. We were trying to find something fun for two players. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I was looking at a couple things. I actually almost bought uh, Seven Wonders Duel. Yeah, that's which a good I've, one. I have heard. I mean, I've played original Seven Wonders, and I've heard just so many great things about that. But um, but uh, my girlfriend was like, "Oh, 
what is this? And like picks up a uh, a game and it's just got this really beautiful cover art of this forest. It's called Haven. Oh, yes. It's a great little two-player game. It, it was so fun. It's a great little And so, player. I mean, and literally we wouldn't have noticed it if it wasn't for just like the really pretty cover art. Yep. And I, we picked it up. I looked at it. I was like, oh, okay. And I saw it was Red Raven. And I was, and, you know, I was like, well, Mark speaks very highly of this board game company. Let's give it a try. So we just bought it, brought it home, played it. We were addicted to it. We played like six rounds of it. It was so fun. So Red Raven is owned by Ryan Lockett, who does all of the artwork, game design, publishing, graphic design, sculpting, everything for everything in his company. He is a one-man board game company. Um, and Haven was the first game that was made by not him. It was the first person that he allowed to come in and make a game that is not made by him under Red Raven. But Haven is a great game. It is a oh, lot yeah. of fun. And it is alarmingly um, sort of competitive and balanced because it seems like with all the intricate parts, that it'd be really hard that someone would be able to get the upper hand pretty easily. Um, but it is a really fun little two-player game. Absolutely. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Well, on that really note, fun. on that note, why don't we get over to our main topic for today? Time for the main event. Okay, guys, our main topic for today is going to be talking, and it's going to be like our short main topic because we were like, we we need something that lasts longer. <laughs> we're like an hour in already. Um, but yeah. our, ma our main topic for today, we're going to talk about quality of life updates because we thought we were going to be talking about card reveals, but there weren't any. So therefore, we're going to talk about some quality of life updates. And actually, DBN came up with the idea, so I'm going to let you take it away. What do you think? Like, wh what, are we, what are we looking at here? And what are some of the things that you would hope would come out with from quality of life updates for LOR that you're looking for. Well, it's quality of life. It's also just like um you like uh UI stuff like that. I, I call it my wish list. It's nothing that I'm gonna be upset, you know, if it never changes, but stuff that I would would really improve my experience and mm -hmm. would play more to my personal tastes. So uh I think some of it is something that everyone can agree would be a great thing. Some of it is more my own thing. I believe I talked about it last week, but if it was the week before, guys, forgive me if I'm because I'm not going to go into it as much detail. Uh, but the biggest thing for me, like first thing on my list, is I really just don't like the dial system and ranked. It's a big turnoff for me. Mm. Um, I really just like to see that my achievement did something, like my win did something for me. And seeing the dial go up doesn't do it. I love the, um, I mean, I know everybody gripes about some of, the, some of the things about Hearthstone's ranked and stuff like that. People griped even about Tessel's ranked. But I love seeing the stars or seeing the constellations fill up in Tessel or the little gold stars you'd get in Hearthstone. Because that really, to me, was a, a visceral impact. Boom, I have one thing where I previously did not have one thing. Right. Sure. Absolutely. And it's so much more measurable with the dial. You never know how much am I getting? Why am I getting this much? Am I losing some more? I'm losing less of it. But then, uh, you know, it's very abstract and I and I literally hate it. So, I mean, Riot, I love you and I love your games. I hate this stupid dial. I, it's stupid. It's stupid. And I hate it. I hate it. I hate <laughs> it. Uh yeah I I can agree with that. I uh I definitely feel less compelled by the dial, especially because a lot of times like there's internal math that I can do. It's like oh okay, I ranked up. Now I'm losing 14 points and I'm gaining 22 points or whatever, right? Like I think I think it's realistically like 20. I think when you hit plat like you lose 20, gain 20, lose 20, gain 20. So like you have to have a positive win rate to rank up. 
once you hit plat. And I, I could be off base with that, but I think that's what it is. Um, but I agree. Like, I don't like having to do the math. Like, the stars yeah. are a little bit easier. And, um, and I really, uh, I don't know, like, this is a whole rank system thing, but it's also a bit of a quality of life thing. Like, I like in the lower ranks where you could win streak. And I don't think you can do that in this game. Um, I like a lot of times uh, yeah. like you can that's get, like, replaced by the the fact that you'll gain more than you'll lose. Like sure. You know? I that yeah, that, okay, okay, okay. That's that's entirely fair. You're right. But but with the star system, the win streaking was really exciting, right? Like getting the exciting, double yeah. star was really exciting, which is so much more exciting than oh yeah, at silver, I am getting more for winning than I am for losing. And if anything, it kind like, of rubs your nose in it because it's like, so yeah, you're not good enough for us to give you a 50-50 value exchange. Yeah. And filling up to 100 seems so much more daunting than filling up five stars. That's the other thing I've noticed. Like a lot of times, yeah. like when I when I would be like, oh, yeah, I could play some games and try to get over five stars. Like that's just a couple of wins. But like it just seems like when it would when it when it like cycles back, it seems like you lose so much more than when you lost a star. For me, I know that's probably not the case for everybody, but for me. Well, for people that, get, that are used to it, I'm sure they're just used to it and probably don't see an issue with it. But I think it's definitely less compelling. And for people that have played other systems, it, I, I personally don't know why you would want to go to the dial uh, if you've played in like a, a different system. So I didn't, for the record, I didn't like it in Mythgard either when I played Mythgard. They just had, I think, just a numerical score. Once you hit that certain number, it would go back down to zero, and then you'd be in the next rank. Um, so yeah. I, I definitely like to see a more visual, aesthetic, you know, uh, representation of it, and keep it simpler. Keep it a very apparent and clear what you have, what you've lost, what you need to get to the next uh, tier, and stop obscuring it behind math and a stupid dial. Um, <laughs> I hate that dial. Um, so I guess my next thing on my wish list, unless you have one that you want to throw in here, I don't know if you made a list. I, I, I do. I, I didn't make a list, but okay. I, I do have one. So, and actually I'm just looking and it's kind of like they, they may have fixed it now, kind of, um, mm -hmm. but maybe not really. Um, they sort of fixed it, which is, uh, emotes and their shop. I think their shop is sloppy. I think there's a certain element of which the shop mm -hmm. is just a little bit sloppy in which like I can, before you could not see in the shop what emotes or cosmetics you owned, right? You could only see the available ones. And sometimes I'd be like, Ooh, I, I own that. Does it go with this? What do I own exactly? And then I, I'd have to go into my collection and like edit my loadout to see what I owned and like, Oh, okay. I, I do want that. I do want that loadout. Uh, I do want that emote for this loadout, or I want that card back for this or that. Now you scroll through and you can see everything, right? If you, if you click show available, it will show you what you own and then also what you don't own. And that is actually a quality of life update, but I still wish they were kind of separated or grayed out. Like the ones mm -hmm. that show that I own, like I own Yasuo all is fine, right? Okay. That's great emote. Glad I own it. But it's not grayed out, so it looks like it's 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 a robust in color and presentation as all right, which is the Draven emote right next to it, which I can purchase. And I wish that that wasn't the case. I wish that they the emotes that I owned, I wish it showed me in the client um, right in the mm. shop. But I also wish 
that I didn't have to, I wish they were grayed out a little bit. It's a little confusing to me. And that goes with pretty much all of, all of the stuff, right? Like even now, like you can see in the, in the card backs section, you can see all of the card backs that you own, which now includes all of the one for the ends of the faction roads, which I don't even understand why they're in here. I understand that it's showing the full collection, but you can't even buy the ones that are at the end of faction roads. So why are they showing them in the shop? And if you're going to show them in the shop, why are they full color? Why aren't they grayed out? Why aren't they at the bottom? Why aren't we separating the stuff that we own from the stuff that we don't own? So I don't have to cycle through and find it. That's my, I just think that their shop is a little sloppy and I wish that they would do a little bit better differentiating between the things that you own and the things that you don't own. We went a step in the right direction, but that's a quality of life update that I would like to see. I've always found the shop a bit confusing for me. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, definitely see that. I just don't shop enough, I think. <laughs> I like to look. I like to look. I like a window shopping. Oh, I, I'm never going to I'm never gonna look until I have money I'm going to spend on it. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I, just, I just go and look don't, around. Don't want to tor torture myself. Um, so my next, uh, my next thing, I've talked about it before, said it before, and I'll say it again. I really want to be able to manually sort my decks in the deck screen and not have it be alphabetized or allow yes. me to sort it by champion or allow me to sort it by faction. I don't care, but, but, but please let me manually arrange my decks. Drag please. and drop. Drag and drop. You have the slots. Let me move them around. Let me move them around. Please, I know that probably doesn't seem like a priority, but golly, I do I hate having to build. I build a deck and I have to scroll to find it. Where is it? Crap, is it this one? No, it's this one. I mean, you know, I, and I'm I'm not as bad as a lot of people about keeping my decks around. I'll delete them, you know, but I'll build a deck or I'll, or I'll craft a deck and I'll write the name in. And I don't want to have, I, I, you know, as we know from deck name game, I like to have my deck puns. And I don't want to have to put one at the front of every deck that I want to show up at the front. Like, that's yes. ugly. Uh-huh. Yeah, it is. I, yeah. So I just want to be able to manually adjust my decks. That's that's my next that's my next one. Let me go back real quick and edit what I just said. So what I realized was in the store, if you go to the store, it only shows you what you can buy. It does not show you anything that you own. Okay. And if you go to your collection and go down, it will show you everything you own and it will show you everything that you can buy. And you can buy things from your collection. So if you go to your collection, go to cardbacks, click a cardback you don't have, you can buy it straight from your collection. That is, so, okay, so my end my end thing of what I'm asking for is just don't, don't do that. In my collection, only show me the stuff that I own in, in, the, in the store, Show me the stuff that I own and the stuff that I can buy and differentiate them in some way. So it's easy to understand. I like that about Hearthstone. When you went into like your cardbacks library, it would show very clearly the ones that you own. It would show you the ones that you don't own would actually be grayed out where the ones that you own, which I would actually want it to be the opposite here. The ones that you it would show, the ones that you don't own would be grayed out, the ones that you own. And then you could click on the ones that you don't own that were grayed out and it would show you what you needed to do to get them. Um, and I, I think there's just some organization there that was, I, I had to go back there, but I was literally thinking the same exact thing as you not being able to drag around my stuff was frustrating. That being said, I want to give them props for a couple of things. And one of the things I want to give them props for is their filtering system. 
their filtering system to filter cards between units, spells, landmarks by rarity, mana cost, sets um, uh, by either Prismatics owned or not owned by showing Celestials. I think that their filter system was really good. I, I like yeah. their filter system. I, I, sure. I there's there's never been anything in their filter system that I haven't been able to find. And I like the region selection is slightly different from their filter system. So if all I want to do, I've always found it easy to get around my card library. Let's just put it that way. I've never had a difficult getting around, found it difficult to get around my, my card library. No, I, I definitely agree. I think that the search function works well. Uh, you know, you'll be able to tap through and, and if you want to like only see stuff from one set, even though the sets are kind of nebulous, really, you know, because it's not like you're buying packs, but regardless, if you want to sort by that, you can, yeah, no issues with that. Yeah. I think that's cool. Uh, would yeah. you have any other quality of life stuff that you were like, man, I really wish that I'd be able to do this or that. Yes. Yes. I really wish I could skip level up animations. I wish that you could click and have it cancel out. Yeah, that makes sense to me. You don't have to be able to, like, I don't want you to be able to do it for your opponent, but just for your own screen, if there's a, or turn it off, or manually turning it off, right? Um, I And I know that's probably never going to happen, but there is a plenty of times where I'm in a really tight match I'm looking at the board. I'm trying to interpret the information. I'm, you know, trying to figure out what my next play is, you know, evaluating lines during my opponent's turn. By the way, that's a big pro tip, y'all. Uh, it sound, may sound obvious, but for the newer card game players out there, don't just kick back on your opponent's turn and, and look around and text. I mean, you can do that if you want, if you don't care. But if you're really trying to improve as a player, th be thinking on their turns. Be, you know, projecting what you think they're going to do be focusing and and you know spend that time to plan spend that time to try to guess what they're going to do to increase your knowledge of the game and see if those lines ended up playing out uh but that's what i'm doing on their turn so i really hate when like they're doing something and i'm reading the board and i'm trying to determine what i want to do because i actually you know in their turn i actually can play denies and play interaction i'm trying to think about those things and decide those things and do i want to spend my mana this way or that way and when a big old fancy animation for shivana comes through i'm just like <laughs> click 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 please Get stop away. showing me this i'm trying to think you know and it's very very distracting now obviously when i level up my twisted fate it's like Ooh, you want to see it <laughs> i want to see it i earned it yeah right it, but it's but that should the onus of it, whether or not I'm going to watch this animation should be on me. And there's actually times where I, I don't really want to watch my own animation. I'm like, yeah, I've seen this a million times before. Next. Like, let me get back to the card game. So I know that's a silly sounding thing, and, and it may sound like I'm just looking for something to complain about. And again, this is a wish list. Sure. Like, like we're not dissatisfied. I'm not, with... I'm not sitting here slamming my fist on Reddit, demanding that they allow me to do this. You know, uh, I have a podcast so that I can, I can do that. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, no, that's just something that's definitely kind of uh, rubbed me the wrong way enough that it feels like something that I, I would really like changed. So let me give you the one percenter. 
the one the one percenter and this is probably not one percenter for lor but it was in other games the one percenter quality of life update is i would like an option and maybe this exists and like i literally can't find it and if that's the case then the interface needs to be better um i want the ability when i'm in my card collection to sort to only see cards that i don't have three copies of uh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. i want to only be seeing those because right now i'm like oh I could just go through and craft up all of the stuff that I don't have three copies of and finish my collection, right? Because the only cards that I would have are the ones that came out with Aphilios. So, but yeah. but in order to do that, I have to allow all the cards to be in full view. Well, I could do it with just the the latest the latest uh, expansion or whatever. But I, then I then I have to go through and I have to find every single card that I don't have three copies of. I just want to be able to say, show me the cards that I don't. Uh, that are either unowned or I don't have a full play set of so I can go through and craft the stuff that I don't have a full play set of or if I know there's a specific card that I want to craft or I want to know okay what cards don't I have full, full play sets of like if I want to look and say oh I really like this deck and I want to play this deck on mobilitics or whatever um let me take a quick look and I, I could pull in the deck code but I could also just say what cards don't I own yet that I would need to craft? What's it? What, what's this really going to cost me to be able to make this deck? That's not always easy to see because you have to search each card individually or pull the deck into the client, which for a mobile player sometimes isn't super simple. Um, sometimes that's a little harder than you might think. And so I would love to be able to sort my collection just by the cards that I know I don't have. Um, we can do that by prismatics that you don't have. Why can't I do it with cards that I don't have a play set of? That is something that I would really like as a quality of life update. Yeah, no, I can definitely, definitely empathize with that because I'm actually at the point where I'm going to start doing that too. <laughs> yeah. What else do you have, DBN? Any other quality of life updates? Uh, you know, there's a couple more things, but I think I'll save those for later because, you know, it's about time for us to be getting out of there. But uh, if everything else is very, very nitpicky, those, but those three things that I mentioned, uh, changing the stupid dial, uh, allowing me to manually move my decks. I cannot tell you how that's probably the biggest thing. Manually moving your decks. Yeah. Okay. I really, I really hate having to scroll every time I want to find the list to the, the deck to play. Um, yeah. Oh, and oh, sorry. Okay. So I do have one more thing. Uh, I want a different quest tab. I want the quest tab located somewhere else because I constantly accidentally click the patch notes tab <laughs> yes and then you can't get it to close sometimes because yes. it's too it's still loading and uh yeah please like put the quest somewhere else that i can go to click and look at because i don't need to see the patch notes every time because i seriously mix those two up maybe i'm just dumb no but, i've done uh, it i've done it so many times or just misclicking it sometimes but anyways that's it that's uh those are my real big quality of life improvements but uh and, and you know we've done a lot of we've done a lot of complaining this episode but i don't want that well, to we celebrated the lab us. we celebrated the lab a lot and I, I feel like we celebrated the game in general we talked a little bit about like why aren't they releasing stuff to us but i don't know that's complaining it's just like examining a new approach to how they're releasing uh, stuff perhaps perhaps i mean I, I i complained a little bit but you know the bottom line is when it comes to this actual actual game guys make no mistake we are the biggest fans uh and we also you know there's a lot of uh kind of fan bases out there where everybody loves to get mad and get angry and stuff and that's definitely not where we're coming from 
but uh, the, the simple situation is uh, we're just really excited for this game and we really want to see it uh, meet the potential that, that we know it has. Um, and so anytime we, we have these discussions where we're kind of going over these hypotheticals, it, it is not meant to undercut the really great work that the, the design team, the balance team and everyone over there uh, at uh, LOR riot is uh, is doing and uh yeah absolutely. i don't know i i know i i know i speak for mark when i say we're freaking amped up for this next set oh so excited I, we just we were we were honestly just bummed out that we didn't have new cards to talk about yes! we were so bummed i was so excited i was like oh by by that date we're definitely for gonna sure for sure we're gonna have it and it was just surprising to me that we didn't and i'm like i'm like okay there, there's clearly a change in philosophy right there's a change in philosophy of how we're pushing new material out and that that was like yeah. my main my main look at that material uh when why we talked about that uh but yeah well, let's go ahead and we, we have... can work go ahead I, I, before we have our closing thoughts, uh -huh. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do want to have one small comment here. Yeah. Uh, I have to, unfortunately, uh, and this is the, my only platform, so that's what I'm going to bring it up on. I want to say a fond and dear farewell to my poor Legend of the Five Rings, which today was canceled by oh, no. Fantasy Flight. Yeah. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah, that's it's a, a huge sad, bummer. It's a sad day. It is. Uh, they basically uh, decided that uh, L5R was uh, going to be the, the next set that was being previewed is going to be the last. Um, and uh, it's definitely a bummer and, and something that I think would be maybe even worth looking at on the mulligan as to like, because I have a lot of thoughts on why it got, uh, got canceled. Yeah. And I, there's some mistakes that they made in distribution, I think. They had some mistakes that they made uh, in terms of card balancing and mechanics. I think the mechanics, they, it's funny because you read the article where the, the lead designer talks about it. And he talks about how, I don't want to say he blames it, but he definitely pins some of the issues on the fact that the game is extremely complicated. And that it's maybe not what people wanted in the 20, late 2010s. Uh, mm. card game market it just didn't appeal to a wide enough audience um, and I don't I, I think that uh, I've been actually talking about that with uh, with my uh, L5R group a little bit today and, and just kind of texting back and forth and talking to people and it's just it's disappointing and I've now lived through uh, the uh, L5R getting cancelled twice, uh, twice first from AEG and <sighs> then by FFG and so I just want to say here and now I'm ready for a third round. I'm uh, ready. Someone else pick it up, huh? Yeah, that's right. I hope, hopefully so. I, I hope that happens uh, because if it does, the the IP is so strong, the the core kind of mechanics and the history behind it is so strong, the fan base is so strong. I'm just really hoping that gets picked up. But uh, that's not about that. I just wanted to say my ode to uh, L5R. Uh, rest in peace again. Bro, did I ever tell you about Outer Walls? No. There's an L5R card before FFG picked it up called Outer Walls. Okay. I bought one pack of, well, I bought one deck of FFG, not FFG, uh, the, the previous companies, AG. AGs. Um, I, brought, I, bought, I bought a starter deck and one of my buddies bought a starter deck way back in the day. 
And I, for whatever reason, I never played the game, but I just owned the starter deck. And at one point or another, it was getting thrown away or something. I, I don't even know what happened to it. And there was a copy of one card called Outer Walls sitting in my house. And I jokingly gave it to my brother-in-law and it cracked him up. And he has kept the card Outer Walls sitting um, at his at his desk as a memory of that moment ever since and every now and then he'll bring it out and show it to me so aeg's l5r game at the card outer walls which is probably a garbage common card from a starter deck um has has a story with so i'm also mourning yeah i'm also yeah. mourning yeah. today <laughs> yeah you know uh and uh i again you know it's a strong enough i mean ffg is holding on to the property for now and well, because they, they made a couple other RPG. board games yeah, they have an and rpg, an RPG. So. well the rpg they like farmed out to another company but subsidiary company but yeah so who knows uh down the road they may decide to sell it to a different company and when that happens i hope that they'll be able to uh rebirth an awesome uh awesome card game but until then uh i just wanted to say uh, once again say farewell to uh what i think to be probably the strongest mechanical card game i've ever played nice well sorry for that but it is time to get out of here so we're going to go ahead and move on to closing thoughts and i thought i was already perfect Okay, guys, closing thoughts. I gave it's funny because last week, one of the only things that actually got saved, alarmingly enough, was closing thoughts. Um, and so we were actually able to have closing thoughts on last week's episode. I was talking this morning in our live stream. Um, we do a question of the day every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And the question of the day this week was like, who, what is one thing that you want to be part of your life five years from now? And then I, I, I sort of it wasn't a rant, um, but I sort of talked for a little while about the importance of vision for your life, right? Like, okay, a lot of people have vision. As opposed to smell. Yes. Um, <laughs> it, according to the five, I said, uh, basically I was talking about the five senses. And I said that the most important sense to have five years from now is vision. Um, you want to be able to see. Uh, no, that's not what it was. Um, <laughs> but you should watch Wanda. You should I watch could, Wanda. I couldn't Vision. help it. You should watch. Oh, so Wanda it's such a good show. Oh, it's yeah. so good. Um, but no. So the, the the whole thing I was talking about is basically like it's important to have some sort of an idea about where you want to go and what you want to be part of your life, and then have practical plans to get there. Otherwise, it's really hard to get there. And I've had closing thoughts like this before, but I thought it was important to sort of cycle back to some of that that was probably you know six months ago six months ago to just say like hey like if you if you don't know where you're going it's really really hard to end up in a place that you want to be um and so i think it's important to have some sort of an idea about where you're going and it doesn't need to be extravagant right it doesn't need to be like i want to be the ceo of google um which you can't be because there is one um and but but it can be like it, it could be something important right or it could be something that's not super important right just like a hobby that you want to keep consistent in your life or a goal that you have and in like five years from now i want this to be part of my life but when you ask a question and you look down in the future it really forces you to think about what's actually important to you and then a lot of the goals that you have that maybe was like i really want to hit masters in lor 
Well, if masters and LOR has nothing to do with where you want to be in five years, then maybe it's not important for you to hit masters and LOR. If masters and LOR is only important for where you are in your life a month and a half from now, then it's probably not super important that you hit it. The things that are important and that you should invest your life in are things that you want to be characterizing or part of your life five years from now or 10 years from now or 15 years from now. And I talked a little bit about what we're doing in my family and why we're doing that and how I I saw sort of like a picture of me and my daughter 15 years from now. And some of the decisions that I'm making right now help to potentially make that vision 15 years from now a reality. And so, yeah, I just think it's important for life to have some sort of a vision. It doesn't have to be grand. It doesn't have to be ultra detailed, but don't float like there's a there's a big difference between existing and living um and there's a big difference between like being in the driver's seat and just floating through life and i, I just think it's important that we you know find ways to drive forward and, and find ways to not float and find ways to truly live um and that does that stuff doesn't happen without having some goals so that's my closing thoughts for today it's just been on my it's been on my mind a lot recently yeah yeah no that that's a great uh that's a great point i think that there's plenty of things where like yeah, I, I love that idea of like looking at the things that you're currently spending a lot of time on and deciding if that's something that you're even going to care about down the road. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yes. I mean, I definitely I found myself in an interesting situation where, um, you know, I'm, I'm so like I'm I'm going out of town this weekend. Right. And I'm sitting there like, oh, man, I really want to I need to think, figure out how I'm going to check in and check this vendor. Uh, on destiny that's only around on the weekends <laughs> yeah yeah right i found so myself doing that often for video games right 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 and i'm like wait what like why do i care i yeah. I had that literal <laughs> thought i'm like what is it that makes me feel like i need to go and and like check and see what like super cool loot that is in this guy's thing i can just get it another week you know, but you have those thoughts and and you you know sometimes you can catch them and and other times you kind of have to you know, look at it critically from a, you know, from a afterwards thing, you look at it and say, why did I spend so much time doing that? Let me make, not make that mistake again. Or, you know, Hey, sometimes it's okay. Like sometimes it's okay to do something just because it's relaxing. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, or just because it's fun to do with your friends. But, but sometimes <laughs> yeah, you'll catch yourself like, wait, I did that. Why though? Why did I spend <laughs> like three hours drawing a map of a place for a D game that i'm not gonna run oh, <laughs> like I just, why did i do this <laughs> i've done that so many times but i tell yeah. you what when you become a parent like that becomes even more evident like the other night i was playing a game of tft and it, it just went long and it went into bedtime and i was on my phone playing it and my yeah. wife i could see my wife out of the corner of my eye giving me the glance like the are you gonna seriously look at your phone throughout all of bedtime aren't you gonna read these children a bedtime story type of glance and i had this i had this epiphany that said what's more important to me to be plat 3 42 lp or to be a good father and not make my wife mad right now (laughs) i was like uh i think i'll just surrender this game right and uh but sometimes you won't do that like because you get caught in the moment and you don't have vision for the bigger picture and so that's one of the reasons it's important you know and relationships are more important than games guys they just are um They, they they just are okay well let's get out of here dbn uh people wanted to plug in with you uh how could they do that discord discord discord, discord. i'm there all the time and then you can watch some of my old youtube videos if you want 
Awesome. Dead Broke Nerd on YouTube. Easy peasy. Awesome, awesome, awesome. If you want to connect with me, go to twitch.tv slash the lift. Um, it's so weird. When we started stream when we started podcasting, DBN was the streamer and I didn't stream. And now right. I'm the one announcing my stream. So I stream Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. EST. Um, we do about a half hour to an hour of hangout, and then uh from there, um, we play uh an expedition in labs uh right now for LOR, and we are gonna play a little bit of TFT and maybe a couple of other games in time. Occasionally we do an evening stream of either the podcast or I've been playing a little bit of Apex legends um and uh that hasn't gone well it's really bad um you got to play with me and gibby again yeah uh, i do i do because we won um we did win one the other day um and then uh and then other than that uh you know join the discord and and reach out to me i'm going to be making some more announcements in the future for lux digital church which is the church that my wife and i are planting online um and so if you're interested in that feel free to reach out to me as well we've had we've had some really great community members who've reached out who are who are part of what we're doing and that's incredibly exciting to me um i just got actually just got done with a, uh hanging out with one um just before we recorded so yeah that's gonna do it uh for me uh but pr- primarily you know the twitch.tv slash the lift or right here on on the discord join the discord league if you haven't done so already support us over at legends cat or at uh, t- patreon.com slash legends cast and then if you've never let us left us a rating and review on itunes please do that we haven't gotten a rating and review in forever and i will read it if you post it so if you'll post and if it, it's nice and if it's nice, if it's more funny, or I will ignore it. If it's mean and funny, we'll probably read it. <laughs> That's true. It could be nice and funny as well. If you can, if you can manage to do that. Best case scenario. You That's know? the best of all best, the worlds. Best case scenario. Yeah. Hard, probably the hardest from a comedic standpoint. Um, but really just for everybody, you know, mean things tend to be funny. Um, but really the root of comedy is, uh, is subverting expectation. So I'll just leave you with that. That's my closing thought. Oh, I like that. I like that thought. I'm not going to expand on it because we're out of time, but I love it. Yeah, good, 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 good. I like it. I like it. (laughs) Okay, guys, that's going to do it for this episode. Episode 50, the big celebration is over. Thank you so much for tuning in and joining us here at Legends Cast, and be sure to come back again next week. Peace. Thanks for listening to Legends Cast. This episode was brought to you by listeners like you. Don't forget to join our Discord community and support us by leaving us a rating and review wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. A special thanks goes out to all of our Patreon supporters over at patreon.com slash legendscast.